Welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Back for a uh, third episode. Hopefully, um, you know, I, I break that curse. Uh, if you've listened to the first episode with myself and uh, Chick Foley, um, we uh, we talked about that, uh, you know, podcasts usually don't last three episodes. They usually kind of fade out after a while. So hopefully this one, uh, this next episode is, you know, it, it does its job. And, uh, you know, I don't make I don't make the boss lady mad. Hopefully um, I, I can keep the show going and, you know, continue doing the Chick Foley show. So but that's neither here nor there. So um, obviously, welcome to Open Mic, um, the MVP Marco, uh, you know, I always say this, the show is sponsored by, powered by, and tolerated by the Pod Foundation. Um, what's the Pod Foundation? If you haven't listened to the show, I'm going to give you what the Pod Foundation is. Uh, we call ourselves basically a, an independent network of podcasts, you know, uh, creators, you know, that consist of, you know, the Chick Foley show, the Extra Cooler show, uh, the Turnbuckle Tavern, as well as Coming Down the Aisle. Uh, we have literally shows every day of the week, uh, mostly from Turnbuckle Tavern. I believe they have a show for every one of your needs. They have the uh, debate show where they debate topics going on in wrestling. They have, uh, now they have long balls, which is a uh, NFL uh, centered show because the NFL season is upon us. Uh, we have the raw down, which features myself um, coming down the aisle as well as uh, independent epicenter, which is Anthony um, or young Anthony, as we call him uh, the extra, we have, we just have a ton of shows. I don't want to run them down. Definitely go to the iPod. Um, sorry, not the iPod. <laughs> excuse me, the uh, pod foundation on IG to, you know, see all the updates, all the new things that are happening uh, with the pod foundation. And then while you're at it, definitely, you know, in, follow those individual pages as well, because there's always, you know, they're always updating uh, newsworthy things as well. Um, and, you know, just to keep up to date with everyone, just, just follow everyone. We definitely need all the support um, that we can get from all of you. So let's jump into the third episode. I'm pretty excited about this. Um, so the first episode I had, like I said, Chick Foley, Sheena Phelps. The second episode I did, uh, it was uh, Figure Kingdom, who's a, uh, a figure photographer, but I like to just call him a photographer. Um, he's probably one of the best out there. Uh, he dropped some bombshell news uh, last week uh, where he's going to be you know, working solely with Jazzwares, um, which is pretty awesome. I mean, they're, they, you know, they give him the whole, they, they created pretty much a new role for him within the company, which is I was pretty psyched that he actually brought that up, but we just had a great rapport, you know, a good conversation and he, he just let the, you know, the cat out of the bag, so to speak. But um, I'm very excited this time around um, because I've been following this person uh, on my, on the Chick Foley show, Twitter, as well as the, uh, my own Twitter, the MVP Marco Twitter. Um, and, you know, she's, I, I would say she's probably one of the, the, one of the leading ladies in the, uh, in the wrestling community right now i'm gonna say that i'm not you know you could take my word for a grain of salt whatever you want I, that's my opinion i think she's one of the best out there when it comes to uh, definitely podcasting um videoing as well as i like writing uh i i like i used to like to write back in the day and you know this is this is my forte so i want to introduce to you marie shadows marie shadows how are you doing Man, that was a wonderful introduction. <laughs> I appreciate that. From the bottom of my heart, I really do. I am excited. I am happy. I am well. Everything under the sun. That's great. That's great. great, but, that's uh, great but uh yeah, I definitely yeah, would want to uh talk to you for a, a very long time. Um obviously, I reached out to you back like in May uh when I was going to do the show, and then I kind of chickened out <laughs> cuz I, oh, I was Yeah, I was so I wasn't really sure like for me personally, I wasn't sure uh how I wanted to present the show, what it, what it was going to be, what, like, 
what the idea behind it was. And now I was just flat out scared because I'm used, I'm used to doing a show with two or three other people. So, you know, I have have people to feed off of and report and all that stuff. So never done a show by myself. Um, that, that, that's what pretty much scared the crap out of me. But, you know, I I had that conversation, you know, with, with, with friends and family and they were just like, you just got to jump in and do it. Like there's no other way of, of doing it. Just try it out. If you, if you hate it, then, you know, just back away from it. And I think that's with a lot of, you know, things in, in creative, if you are a creator that you have to just do it because you don't know if you can do it or not. Is that, would you say that's something that, you know, fall in line with, like with what you, your day-to-day thing is or what, how you came about in your, you know, your processes? That is 100% how my <laughs> podcast got started. I went in head first not knowing what podcasting was, not knowing anything, but I went in headfirst and trial and error uh, became, you know, the Square Circle podcast. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I, and I think that's a way to go about it. I mean, there's, there's really no, you know, there's really no teachings. There's no, you know, you can give it as much advice as you want. Um, it's whether or not someone's going to take that advice and, and, you know, do whatever they want with it. But, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, you just got to do it. Basically, just like Nike, just do it. I mean, that's what their yeah, tagline is, yeah. <laughs> and that's how you have to do it. But um, I want to uh, jump back a little bit, and you know, kind of get you know, I, I, this is this is pretty much our first time speaking, and this is what the basically the idea of the show is is like it's it's people that I see like you know in social media that I think are you know are basically we you know wrestling is what drew us all together, and that's how we're interacting. But yeah. I want to get to know like the you know the people behind those accounts. Um, and that's, you know, and you're one of those people I've, I've always had you in the back of my mind. I, we, on the Chick-fil-A show, we really don't do interviews. We're more uh-huh. like, you know, we just feed off each other. So I wanted to bring that interview centric type of thing to, you know, the Chick-fil-A show. And that's how the show pretty much came about. So I want to, you know, dive, you know, dive into your, like your, your past or your history and how, how, like how you started writing, um, you know, what, what got you into, you know, into writing then what got you into writing for, you know, the crazy world of professional wrestling of all things. So why don't you uh, take us down uh, memory lane for a little bit? All right. We're going down memory lane. It (laughs) is story time, ladies and gentlemen, because I am nicknamed not only the professor of New Japan Pro Wrestling and New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling Queen, but originally I gave myself the storyteller tab, if Mm. you will. Yep. Because I just like writing. It just, you know, all came together. So I remember being very young at seven years old. I already knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a writer and I wanted to also try to be a wrestler, too, uh, because my <laughs> dad got me started with old school tapes. So like okay. NWA, IWA, Mid-South, all the territories. So he got me into that. Uh, you know, I, my favorite wrestler is Ric Flair. Mm. I am more of a technical girl when it comes to wrestling than all the flips unless the flips and the technicals are together and you have psychology there but we'll get into that a little bit later yeah yeah so i grew up on uh wwf at the time because i was seven um and then i started to go to indie shows so such as ring of honor whenever they were here at the hammerstein ballroom and also the manhattan center uh you know any type of indies i could get my hands on not really get my hands on, but like go and visit and have Mm -hmm. fun. Uh, So I grew up with wrestling in mind. Um, Like Undertaker and Kane were the two examples of like, this is art. This is theater. This is like creative. So I got into the back of my mind that, you know, I wanted to be a writer 
because everything else in school was decent. And, you know, I just left it as that. So as I was growing up, I went to college for creative writing. So I have a creative writing degree and I also have a publishing certificate. And during that time, I applied to WWE and I managed to get my foot into the door to do uh, the WWE network logging department. So oh, nice. what that means, what <laughs> I said, oh, no, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what that means is that um, before Peacock uh, gained the WWE Network, it was my duty to make sure that the SEO was the strongest. So if you want to search for like John Cena matches or like, you know, Eddie Guerrero matches or Rey Mysterio matches or specific pay-per-views, when you search it, that should come up. You shouldn't be getting like a macho man matching that if you're yeah. searching for like Rey Mysterio in a way. So it was my job to make sure that everything was in line. Um, so then after WWE, I just turned podcaster now doing my own thing. Awesome. That's it. I mean, dude, that's quite the journey. Jeez. How, so how long, actually, let me go back before, before that. So you said, um, I want to kind of, you know, delve into the uh your your father sharing you know tapes and stuff like that because my father um grew up in the south um born in mississippi by way of arkansas moved moved up into the into the east um up, i'm in massachusetts so met my mother and all that stuff so but he kept that like southern wrestling in my household so i was introduced to that before i was introduced to you know wwf at the time so i, I, I was junkyard dog uh, the Von Erichs, Dusty Rhodes, all that. Mm-hmm. So, like I was watching all that stuff like uh, beforehand, obviously loving, loving what was happening, but then obviously WWF comes along bigger, brighter, all that, all that stuff. So what, what, what drew you into that? Like, you know, about, you know, the territory wrestling, cause you, you hear about it, you know, and you don't, you don't hear about a lot of people like, you know, talking about territory wrestling. There are, there are a few podcasts out there that, you know, um, uh, dive into the territory type of, you know, stuff not you yeah. know, not taken away from the you know the Conrad Conrad podcast and stuff like that. Like other like people like us that actually you know are historians and they go back and talk about like these matches that happened, these events and stuff like that. What drew you into that type of you know wrestling, the territory stuff? Uh, so basically, my dad would just continue to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> so you know that phrase of uh, he always puts it over. And that was his glory days. So, you know, he will always talk about it. And me, you know, the more you talk about something, it becomes repetitive and it like stays in your mind. And me just wanting to absorb all of this like wrestling, you know, I would go out and try to seek uh, any type of like tapes or like Internet stuff or whatever I could find on like old school stuff. Like I wanted to learn it all. Mm. See that, that that's you're you're a student of the game as as they yep. say that's that's uh, that's always a way to do it and like a lot of uh, um you know a lot of people you know they watch like the current stuff and it kind of intrigues them to go backwards because you have like a lot of the current guys and gals you know bringing up the stuff that they watched um so it actually brings you know those viewers and go oh oh they they're bringing up oh Rick Flair or like you said Junkyard Dog or you know yep. like I said the Von Erics you just go back to them and you're like oh man this is awesome then you di- you you dig dig deeper and deeper and deeper into the into into the professional wrestling uh like rabbit hole as I like to call it but um that's pretty awesome that's how my um that's how my dad introduced it he like I, you know he would travel to the you know south and stuff like that you know talk to my family be my family and all that stuff and the Midwest a little bit. And I was yeah. unfamiliar with like WCW because at the time, like as we got older, I was way into WWF and like, you know, 
you go to the south, it's Sting, it's it's Ric Flair, it's the Road War. It's like all these like people I've never heard of, and I'm I'm just thinking they're pretty much copycats of <laughs> of oh. WWF at the time. <laughs> so I'm like, who the hell is Sting? Is he a fake warrior? Um, <laughs> so like that that, <laughs> that type of stuff. So uh, we used to get a lot of fights about that. But um, but all in all, like I, I grew to love it. I grew to love mm-hmm. you know WCW and all that stuff. But it's, it's kind of funny how I started off in the territories, got away from it to the WWF, then came back like later in life when WCW was like like pretty big, and I was just like, who the hell are these people? These these are people who are just like copying WWF at the time. This is awful. <laughs> um, I also want to uh, jump into a little bit with the with the WWE stuff. So, did you take on any other roles while you were there? Um, besides that role that you had with WWE? No, unfortunately, I was only there for three months and then they were like, yep, uh, it's time for you to go. Oh, man. So you, were you a part of like the uh, like those rounds where they just started releasing people essentially? Uh, before that. Oh, before. Oh, OK. So basically, I got in in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, August 2018. And then uh, they told me um, that my services were no longer needed um, uh, three months later. Oh jeez, what the, that's that's like that's a tease almost. That's <laughs> like bringing you in, and you know that's man. But that you know what? At least you got kind of like you got that experience though. Um, yeah. Within that realm, and you you know you probably got to see some things that most people wouldn't be able to see um, on the outside. You know, as as wrestling fans and stuff like that. So I, I mean, every opportunity you take, you just build off build off of that, and then move on to the next um, the next thing. And that's how I always took stuff, especially with like you know. Any type of job you take, if you leave or you get fired, whatever that may be, that's a, a door closes and another one opens. That's how yep, I always look at much. it. So it's definitely not a not a bad thing. Um, so as far as influences, you know, we talk about the wrestling stuff. So, so for influences in the in the you know, we'll say in the IWC, um, do you have any influences that you like? Because when I when I spoke to you know Sheena um, Chick Foley on the first episode, we talked about when she got in around 2013, 2014. Um, Instagram obviously wasn't like it was it was it was big, but not as big as it is now. Obviously, and she was like one of the few like women out there like posting wrestling stuff. So like not just like her, you know, you know, modeling wrestling shirts. She was like posting her thoughts on stuff and you know news on things and stuff like that. So. Where where did you get the influence to, you know, jump into, you know, like the social media side of of wrestling, essentially? That's a very good question, because normally I am a lone wolf. I do not really open up too much to yeah. people. And I'm a little like cautious. Yep. Um, even though if people are hearing this, you might think the opposite, but it is, <laughs> is it is true. Like I, I am sometimes a lone wolf. I like to do things on my own. Um, only recently because we were in the pandemic and we were like at home, uh-huh. I realized that it's okay to open up and like collab with people and make sure that, you know, the people you're collaborating with or telling things to like, you know, they're not going to either backstab you or something. It's, and that's only because I come from New York city. So sometimes I have to have my head on, on like a swivel just, yep. just to be okay. You know? Um, but you know, when I got into the wrestling community, um, I was obviously new, you know, just talking to people, trying to, trying to fit, um, somewhere in the very 
big community, even though it seems kind of, it's kind of small. Yeah. Um, I noticed that like, you know, two communities that I tried, like I, I should say like two clicks that like I tried uh, didn't work out. So like I, I left them, I became a nomad. And then like I settled upon a very good support system. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you and Chick Foley are included in that support system along yeah. with like everyone else that I know. So, um, you know, uh, as for like influences, uh, there are certain other podcasters that I look up to. Um, and you know, there's a lot, but the first people that come to my mind to like help me with doing like my own interviews and like to step out into that, like venture would yep. have to be, um, uh, standing streamer from putting you over with his co-host, Vanessa. There's also uh the will gray. There's also, um, uh, Kyle and RN from smacked raw, uh, Pod, um, and then I'm obviously gonna throw out Tomatonga's name because you know I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to be on Thomas Island his podcast for a couple for a couple episodes and uh, just to get relaxed enough yeah. and like settle into the girl you hear right now yeah, because I, mean- <laughs> I could tell you a couple years ago or like or like years ago I I was shy like man I'm I'm a totally different person so like my inspirations are just like the people I say, the people that I run with, the people that I try to uplift uh, in the community and, you know, just try to get back. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I, I, you know what's, you know what's funny when I, I when you mentioned the, uh, Tom is, I, Tom is, I can't even talk. <laughs> Tom, Tom is Island. I, I yeah. you being on that. And I was like, I was like, that was, that was a pretty big thing. Like, like you being on that, on that podcast. I was like, it was just big. Cause it was like, Oh, I, I like interact with her, you know, on Twitter. And then now she's, you know, doing uh, you know a, a well like a named podcast which is pretty awesome yep. I, I was actually I'm, I'm always excited when i see like someone that i'm following or someone that i interact with um especially in the wrestling community um that you know get like an opportunity in that sense and i like i said opportunities are there you take them and then you you yep. know whether you stay with them whether you you know leave for your reasons or their reasons you just move on to the next thing and take that information and this is going to be like a recurring thing um, cause I'm kind of continue. what I found was this, this show so far has been like a motivational show because every uh-huh. past episodes I've had, um, they, we've just talked about motivational stuff and like, you know, being able to, you know, cause we're all pretty much all the, on the same level when it comes to, you know, trying to go out there and entertain as much as we can try to give our thoughts. Um, yeah. We'll, you know, not, you know, not, you know, accept them, but like, you know, kind of think I, I like to throw opinions out there just, yeah. just so someone will think not, not to agree with me at all that's not that's not the goal for me anyway it's to just you know try to like you know provoke that thought in your mind yeah. like that and i think i think i you're definitely one of the, the the people out there that does that um oh yeah i do all the time i'm told i'm i'm told by my closest uh in, in my in my circle like uh they can't believe sometimes the way that i poke at aw fans <laughs> um because i just don't care but now i'm starting to just be like all right no one's really going to answer me so i'm going to stop after a while but <laughs> the way that i just go after them because it's like i need you guys to think about wrestling yep. and not just be like oh my god that's perfect yeah, what do you mean that's perfect? Tell me how it's perfect so I could be understanding and be like, all right, cool. We're going to agree to disagree. But now I understand where you're coming from because yep. I view, you know, the way my mindset is, is that we can have this conversation. And even if like we don't agree on like 60 percent of things, the other the other uh, percentages of that, we might agree. 
And then we're just like, all right, that's cool. You can have your opinion. I can have my opinion. You know, I can understand you a little bit more. And then if I need to come to your defense, just in case, I'll be like, oh, but he is open minded for this and this and this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. With wrestling in general, obviously, it's, you know, you know, it's tribal. You know, you're either this, this organization or that organization. And it doesn't limit to like, obviously, AEW, WWE, they're in the spotlight, but it's not, it's not limited to that. Like, um, it could be, you know, MLW, it could be impact. I, I didn't, I'm not, I don't see like those fans as tribal though. And yeah, anyway, like, which is, which is kind of funny, but, uh, it, it's just, you know, it, I don't, I honestly don't know what it is. And I don't even try to like dissect any of that, like tribalism and stuff. I watch everything. Um, I try to watch everything. I don't, I'm not like the, like the biggest like mark in the world where I'm, you know, yeah. you know, watching every single wrestling that gets it. That's totally impossible to do. But uh, if it's if there's something interesting, I, I watch GCW. I've ordered a few of their pay per views uh, just uh-huh. just to see what that was about. Um, obviously, New Japan. I have um, I have the new um, New Japan World yeah. okay. um, <laughs> app, so I'm subscribed to that. So I, you know, I, I subscribe. I mean, I've been a subscriber for that for years and years because you know, it's that's you know if you want to see some history besides oh, yeah. you know, WWE Network or Peacock, or whatever, definitely go to New Japan World, sign up, and then. It literally you have the whole library at your fingertips of you know way back way back in the day and it, since its inception and you get to see and all that it's stuff. It's only so. seven dollars a month, guys. Yes, only seven dollars a month. And you get pay per views as well. It's pretty much just like uh, the Peacock, you get you yes. get three stream pay per views, which is pretty awesome. And and that that was that was really cool. Like before, obviously, you know, you know ROH lost, you know, like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all those guys, and they have like the ROH you know, collaboration when they would do the kind of like their worlds collide type of thing. And they would have their yeah. cross pay-per-views. Those you'd be able to watch on new Japan. You wouldn't have to go to the, um, the honor club to, you know, yeah, pretty much. It. You can actually go to new Japan and watch it for free essentially. So that was, I, I always, I always, uh, love that. And I wish, you know, impact, they also have a streaming service as well. Um, if you're, if you're a fan of impact, definitely support, support them. Um, I mean, they've been around forever, so I don't, I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> if they were, if they were going to fail, they would have failed a long time ago. And I don't definitely don't think that's happening. Um, yep. I want to kind of like reel it back in with the, uh, with social media and stuff like that. Um, especially with like, you know, women, um, in wrestling and stuff like that. We, we, I, we see a lot of personalities, you know, um, that reporters and stuff like that, but you don't see many like, uh, like opinionated, uh, uh, people on Twitter or women on Twitter like you or, um, you know, chick, like, like not opinionated where it's like, you're trying to like push buttons, but like, I I've seen a lot of, uh, just like a lot of women that were, I've seen a lot of women that were on Twitter and they just disappeared mm-hmm. for some uh, odd reason. Like they just, just gone. I, I can, you know, I could probably, you know, do the math and figure yeah. out what happened. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not going to d- dive into that, but like from your perspective, what, you know, Obviously, you don't succumb to that because I'm going to say I don't want to say it's you know it's probably bullying. That's I'll just say it. It's a it's a it's you know they get bullied out of it sometimes, and yeah. you know, their opinions don't matter. They're you know they you know you don't know what you're talking about that type of stuff. What keeps you like what keeps your head above water um, when that if that happens and if it, it if it does, how do you like how do you counteract that and like you know you know like how do you just how do you navigate those waters? Because I'll tell you one thing like. Sheena has me do like a lot of the Twitter stuff because she just doesn't want to deal with the negativity on, oh, and, okay. I don't, and I don't blame her for that. That's like, you know, it's, 
you know, it, it, it gets to you. Like people have their own lives and stuff like that. And you just don't want to, you know, deal with some, someone that just wants to like shit on your opinion for some super reason. So I want to know is you, since you're out there, you're, you're, you know, you're in the battlefield as I call it. Twitter is like the, uh, <laughs> Twitter am. is a war zone. Uh, it like, is. so how do you like, how do you like, you know, protect yourself from, from that type of like, you know, we'll say negativity. Um, and how do you like combat through that? Okay. So, uh, Keep in mind that I am human, but I do have some strategies here. Number one, I am hard-headed. I come <laughs> from New York City, so I am hard-headed. And if I feel like there's going to be a debate or a fight, I probably would do it. And then I'm going to throw in the fact that I'm an Aries. So, you know, you're automatically <laughs> going to get like the fire either way. Yep. The second thing is that um, if I do get trolls coming onto uh, my tweets, and they don't make sense and they just, you know, want to be trolls. Um, I have this motto of if you have time to be negative, you have time to support me because there's no reason why me by why me and this troll or this troll and I because, you know, me being a grammar person, <laughs> um, this, you know, uh, there's no reason why this troll and I would uh, waste energy because I'm not getting paid. You know, there's no point for that. Exactly. So if you're going to be negative, also support me, you know, throw me some couple of dollars or something like that. And then the third thing is that if I do feel like super annoyed with like everything that's happening, I will drop my Twitch link into like my tweets uh, for whatever situation is happening and be like, yo, if you still want to talk about it, come over to the Twitch channel, hop in the, hop in the chat and we'll talk about it. So I let them come at me. Do they do they actually accept those that, that no. offer? No, I mean that's that makes sense. <laughs> if they do, if they do, they are lurking because there are times where like I will talk about like AEW and all of its flaws and also how to fix the flaws and people miss that part because everyone is all like, oh, she must hate she must hate AEW. No, I don't hate it. I want it to succeed, and this is how we're gonna fix the flaws. So listen to me. So. Usually when stuff like that happens, when I'm like, these are the flaws of AEW, and if I go on uh, Twitch and after the Twitch stream, I will see there has been like an increase of uh, live viewers, all the lurkers that, you know, come by, but they don't jump in chat. They don't say anything. So. Yeah, that'd be, I, I could I could see that happening. You know, like we, you know, when we do our... Um... We do the raw down. I, I sent you that link. So like every Tuesday, actually we're changing times, but we do it live. So like you can, you know, pop in the chat and, you know, I think we like stream through Twitch, YouTube, pretty much any type of live stream you can think of. So you get a lot of people, you get a lot of, you get a lot of trolls and stuff like that. And people that, you know, want to combat what you say, but I mean, they have the opportunity to say it and we can, you know, say it back. And that I, I love that. I love, I, I mean, I love interacting with like other, you know, other opinions on wrestling but yeah. if it's going to be, you know, if, if you're just going to go down that road where you're just going to like be negative and you don't have like an intelligent thought when it comes yeah. to it, uh, it's 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 not worth my time, essentially. You know, the other thing I want to say that I noticed with you is because you kind of brought it up. You you like when you tweet stuff about like, you know, AEW or WWE, you focus on the story part of it. Like I've noticed yeah. uh, like recently with AEW, um, the um they had that video of John Moxley, you know, saying, "Oh my you know, God, dude!" Yeah, Monday and Friday, oh, the shitty shows. Like, and, and you came back and said, "Hey, you know, if you know, not anything negative." You said, "Hey, John, if you, you take the chance to watch Monday yeah. and Friday, it's 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 a lot better than it was, 
when you left or even oh I mean, my God. in a month it's been we so like we had this like thing on our show where we're like we don't think Triple H is going to turn it around that fast uh, but I mean he did <laughs> so and they can only go up from there but like I like the fact that you know it's you look at it from a story perspective because, you know, yep. right now, AEW is kind of struggling with the stories. Um, and, you know, it's it's a lot of, you know, I, I hate to use this term because a lot of a lot of like old heads say, but like they say Tony Khan books for the Twitter world and he books for the Internet, which, you know, from from some of the decisions that are made, it does look that way from the outside person. It does yeah, kind of look. It look it, I, it, it does look like that. So, what do you say when it, when it like for the stories? Like, like what is your like what is your what is your perspective on what you see when you're when you're like as a writer when you're watching uh, these programs? Be it like I said, WWE or or AEW. What do you what are you looking for as a writer on the, in, pretty much in both programs? Like, is there anything that sticks out? Is there anything that that's missed sometimes that you that you notice is missing or? Yeah. Um, the main thing, the main thing is going to be consistency. That's all I ask for. All I ask is for consistency and logic. That's all I ask for, right? Because those are, those are two. Um, those are two busy, big ass for professional wrestling. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. I know. <laughs> I know. But you know, there there is there is uh, wiggle room to like not always have logic. Yep. But for like ninety percent of what you do, it should be logical, so that way the story can flow correctly. And if and just in case if wrestlers don't know how to continue the story, they can like go back to the loose ends. So I have been preaching this since like day one so i guess i'll say it again on here too so if i was in charge of aew i would definitely take my notebook around because i love writing by hand i don't like using my phone or anything but you know if i were to go around ask each and every person who is in a feud or not in a feud or just to get to know them i would definitely ask them what are their strengths what are their weaknesses what are their goals right because if I fill those things out and we go in the story and like I said, if we come to a place in the story where we don't know where to go, I could go back to one of those uh, three things and be like, all right, we already worked on all of his strengths. All the fans know about this person's strengths. Now, let's let's try to fill in uh, this weakness here. and We could try to tie it into something and then the opponent will say something about his weakness. And then we go on from there because stories are supposed to get us through the dark times, whether they're kayfabe or not kayfabe. But stories are supposed to at least teach us how to get over obstacles, how to become our best selves, how to be confident in things that maybe you know the world may not be may not allow you to be confident in and like grow your self-esteem these are the stories that like i grew up with you know and, oh, yeah. and that's my oh what's up oh no no go, go ahead continue oh uh, i was gonna say and you know that's my strong suit and i really wish that AEW would focus on you know creating stories that connect make sense and you know, you know, the unique thing that AEW has is the ranking system. No other company has a ranking system. Yeah. And you can utilize that to, well, they can utilize it for their advantage, but 
it seems like they're not doing that. And it just yeah. seems like, what's the point of it now? So, you know, going back to the whole thing, like I will literally go up to each person and be like, look, we got to sit down. We got to talk about this. What kind of story are we doing? And this isn't me like trying to impose that everybody has to have a script. No, if you need a script, that's cool. That That's awesome because not everyone has the skills to, you know, improv, but <laughs> you know, we shouldn't like shame them or anything. Um, but this is all about trying to have the foundation. So that way, when I'm discussing stories and breaking stories down to help casual fans understand and love the product more, um, it'll be easier. It'll be easier for them to die to digest stuff. Oh, no, I, do, I totally agree with that, too. And I was actually while you're talking, I was actually thinking, do you feel that uh, during the pandemic, um, we'll say, you know, 20, obviously 2020, 2021. Um, for the most part of all of 2021, do you feel like those two years were the most creative out of, for wrestling? Cause they had to be creative in a sense where there was no audience to be in front of. So they had to kind of like, you know, there was more imagination involved, you know, they had to like work, they had to work in a, an environment where there was no one to react to what they're doing. And it seemed like for me, even though it was obviously a lull time in, uh, in, obviously the whole world, but see for mm-hmm. wrestling, it, obviously wrestling kept going and it seemed like it was like, like I guess a way more, a lot of more, a lot more creative during those times. than it is now it's like, Oh, people are back. We can just, you know, entertain the crowd. We just do what we need to do in the middle of the ring. And I'm not singling out AEW or WWE just in general. Like it just seems like, you know, Oh, we have a crowd back now. Now we can do this and now we can do that. And they can react off of that. Whereas two years ago, they didn't have that. They had to solely focus on, you know, writing like you said they had to focus on strengths and weaknesses uh they had to you know just focus on all these different things that they're not you know that i don't say they're not focused on them now but it seems like it's it's a lot less than it was during the pandemic would you would you agree with that or would you not agree with with that i mean the first thing that i thought of when you were um explaining all that was um i had fun you know, watching that because uh, we were all like trying to figure out, you know, what the hell the world is going to be doing next, like w- yep. what's going to be happening. And, you know, luckily wrestling is there. And this is why wrestling is important to me, because it like me and probably like others, um, you know, it brought us out of a dark time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do think that it was probably creative uh, just because, you know, there was no live crowd. So do you have to sort of. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, you sort of have to, uh, you know, just imagine things. I will say though that you know the whole drone thing for uh, for, for for Matt Hardy was a little yeah. silly. But, <laughs> yeah. but other than that, like I think it was a fun two years. I just think that now, um, now that we have fans back and people have a a voice and stuff like that, um, you know, it's all about. I think now it's all about trying to uh, keep people's attention. Uh, now that people are more happy about, you know, Triple H being in charge of WWE. Yeah. So now like a shift. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and like I said, not not that, like I said, not that no one's creative anymore or anything like that. Like I said, it just seemed like there was a lot more stuff coming out of that. Like obviously with like WrestleMania, we had no clue what the hell it was going to look like. Like WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Like it was just like, what's WrestleMania 36 going to like be? And then we've seen it, obviously the empty, you go back and watch it. It is kind of awkward. It is it's kind of weird seeing a, an empty like WrestleMania, but then you got obviously the Firefly Funhouse uh, match out of that. You got the 
the boneyard match out of that. Yeah, so like, all you those got cinematic these, matches. Yeah, you got these two creative like things that like blew everyone away. Like, yeah, like legit. Like after like that after that weekend, literally every podcast like stop what they were doing. If they had like a a plan for that podcast, they completely dropped what they were doing and they spoke about how great those two segments were. Broke down the intricacies, the you know, especially at the Firefly Funhouse, you could like you could pick that thing apart like crazy. And there was so yep. much stuff going on in that. You could still do it now. You could just mm-hmm. you know watch it and just like pick it all apart. I kind of missed that. Like I, I, I wish I would like they kind of bring that back. Like bring back like the you know the feel of you know there's not going to be a crowd there anymore. Like bring back that. Like do a cinematic match now. Like you don't you don't have, don't reserve it for you know the you know the pandemic era or when things go bad <laughs> bring it back yeah. now and like try to do it in a li- in live form and i think yeah you would... I, I sort of miss it too i miss it too yeah it was it was pretty awesome but um i want to kind of break away a little bit from wrestling and get into you know some other like so besides wrestling besides podcasting and writing and stuff what are some other interests um that you get into what are, what are some of your hobbies you know besides writing and that type of stuff, music, movies, what else are you into? Um, I do like to game. So awesome. um, if I'm not, if I'm not watching wrestling with my community, um, I will be playing the game at random um, and doing that uh, on Twitch. Um, if it's not gaming, um, if I'm not like doing anything work related, uh, I'm cooking. Uh, people have liked my cooking pictures in the past Um, so, uh, that's one thing. Um, I haven't been reading as much as I would like to read. Um, I, I miss it. I have some books on like, you know, um, like fantasy and like sci-fi books that still have not been, um, you know, read completely. Um, and then sometimes, you know, taking a walk so that way I can like get my mind, um, at ease. Uh, I do watch movies and shows from time to time, but like it has to be very specific to like keep my interest. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was actually going to say that cause you know, cause you kind of brought up the you know, TV movies last and I'm assuming cause you're a writer and you, <laughs> you're watching a movie or you're watching a show. You, you, your first instinct is probably to uh, pick it apart <laughs> as much as you can. You're like, that would I wanted to put that there. What, what, what are they, why are they saying actually, this? <laughs> actually that, that, that sort of depends on what it yeah. is, but like, Lately, um, you know, I don't want to bring like agendas and politics into this, but like I'm very, very picky about what I watch because I'm just like, I don't want to get spoon fed um, politics or agendas because I think completely different. And for the most part, I do have an open mind. I do want people to be their best selves and be who they want to be. But I don't need that 24 seven to on my mind because I'm already on social media. And then I do have friends who, you know, um, you know, are themselves. So I support them. Uh, But like, I don't really need to be reminded, like you should uh, know that you are enough, that you are always loved. Like if you love yourself, you don't need anyone else's approval. Yep, exactly. That that's, I mean, that's, like the perfect advice you can give anybody. And the other, the that's a reason. That's one of the reasons why everyone, like we watch wrestling is because we're not being spoon fed any of that stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty much free of any type of, you know, any type of like politics or any, anything that's going on in the world. That's, that's pretty much the escape there. 
with wrestling. Even even if you're watching, if you're if you're into sports, you can't escape it with sports. Like with like you know football, basketball. There's always some type of you know intertwining of of politics and stuff like that. So, and I totally get what you're talking about. Um, cause I only ask cause like, you know, with like shows like, um, stranger things, right. Oh, like- I can't get into that. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what it is, but that, but, but that has nothing to do with like agenda or politics. It's just generally, I can't get into it. Yeah. But there was, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, there's a lot of people that aren't into it. Same thing with like game of Thrones. A lot of people aren't into game of Thrones. Don't see the, you know, are you into that? To Game of Thrones. No, or because I'm just like, eh, you know, I, I think also for me is that like when something is too overhyped, I'm yeah. just like, I don't care about it. But for the sake of this conversation, I will say that I love Deadpool. I, I, I love the Deadpool movies. And yes, I, I do love Deadpool. And I do love Thor, but I have not seen uh, Thor Love and Thunder because it's a little too uh, comedic for me. And I'm like, no, I need my badass Thor. Like, I just need it. Um, I I like the type where like certain things have to be a little rugged and a little like alpha male from like the 90s and like you know I don't care if people get upset at me for that yeah. but I just I, I have I have a different taste on like what I consider to be like ooh I want to be interested you know yeah so you like the um you know what I, you know what's funny like I kind of miss those like like 80s 90s action flicks. Like just like the yeah. uh, the over the top like like you said just male testosterone as we call it, man food type of movies where it's just like it's 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 just you know fights and explosions yeah. car chases you know shootouts all that type of stuff. But There's obviously, some really good like gems back in the eighties and nineties that I would watch and I'll be like, oh, this is awesome. All right, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna quiz you. What not quiz, but what are, what are some of those gems? that you uh that you remember from from yesteryear that you would like to you know i mean take a look back on now this is such a bad question and i really don't <laughs> like my brain because the first thing <laughs> my brain goes is rush hour and i'm like brain oh. why would you say rush hour i love rush i love all the rush hours i mean I, I like them too but like dear brain why is that the first thing you thought of um <laughs> Oh my god! Um, there's also wait, yeah. There's also Speed that I like with Keanu Speed. Reeves and yeah, Sandra Bullock. Great movie. Yep. Um, uh, there's this other one that had like Samuel Jackson, and he's a cop. That doesn't help. Like you can't put me on the spot like this because I really don't remember <laughs> movies that much. But like you know, man, I'm gonna have to like tweet out a list or whatever. I don't know. I know, I know. I watch movies. It's just that um, sometimes. It just doesn't retain in my brain as much as like yeah. wrestling does. So you know, no, no, but uh, no. The funny thing is, like with you know, with action. I was gonna say, like you really don't see like those over the top crazy action movies, like obviously in theaters anymore. But they're all on like Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that. Yeah. So Netflix, if you want, if you want to like watch like those B B action movies, like not even A action movies, like B action movies, that's your place. Like I can like sit there and watch like binge all those movies. They don't, they have no like real storytelling at all. Um, it's pretty like straightforward. It's like, you know, like taken someone's, someone's like kid gets kidnapped and they go pretty much kill everyone until they get to their kid or, or like, yeah, I saw that so, one too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Someone like, you know, someone's wife gets, you know, you know, killed and then they go on a rampage and 
you know, find the killer, that type of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm really into those movies. Um, don't, don't, you know, don't crap on Rush Hour. The Rush Hour series is, it's a classic. It's a classic series. It is. Um, I, I totally agree. It's just that, why is that the first thing my brain thinks of? Because it's a classic. It's a, it's the, uh, it's a blueprint for all buddy comedies. I, I guess mean, so, right? That's the last, like, I mean, that I can remember. That's like the last, like, buddy cop movie like that was successful that I, that I can think of off the top of my head. I can't think of any other besides like lethal weapon and all that yeah. stuff and bad boys, uh, yeah. obviously, but like rush hour was class. We had Jackie Chan, who I was a huge fan of back in the day. Like when, it, when rumble in the Bronx came out, yeah. that was, even though it probably was not shot in the Bronx at all, because it didn't look like <laughs> it, it to me. It did. I've, I've never been to the Bronx, but I'm assuming it didn't look like any of, uh, it didn't look I'm, like the Bronx at all, but uh, I'm, I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> did it? Did you? Did you see Rumble in the Bronx at all? Or uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, don't... it sort of is the Bronx, unless they like you know did has this added somewhere else and decided to call it the Bronx. It, 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 to me, it kind of looked. I mean, it kind of looked like more European than anything. But that could. I mean, that could. It could be here or there. But when I see that, and then like at the end of his movies, he used to have those. Like the rails where he would it would show all his um like the the stunts that he would do, and that's yeah. like that right there. Like when you found out Jackie Chan was like not only doing his own fight scenes, but actually doing all those crazy stunts. That was, I mean, that was that was it for me. I was like, I was hooked. Obviously, I mean, I don't like a lot of people don't like to admit this. Jean Claude Van Damme, I was a huge fan, <laughs> a huge fan of him as well back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Steven Seagal, all those people. So I mean, I'm a, I'm an action movie. If you listen to the Chick Foley show, you know I'm a I'm an action movie junkie and they kind of, <laughs> they all, they make it fun of me for that, but I don't care. It's, it's one of my loves besides, you know, wrestling. And that's, that's yeah. all that matters to me. Um, but, um, let's, uh, let's see. There was another, there was another question I had, um, for, oh, motivation. Like what do you, what motivates you to do what you do as far as like, you know, not just in wrestling, just writing, um, podcasting, um, you know, just putting yourself out there. Like what, what's that driving force at? Is it just something that you like to do or is it something that motivate motivates you in the background that says, yeah, I can do it. That's a very good question also. Uh, just because, um, you know, every time that I either give this answer or think about it or reflect on it, it's always going to change. Yep. Um, so because this is, this has been my dream since I was like seven so I already made it to WWE and I'm still doing stuff behind the scenes in wrestling. Um, and I'm still getting noticed and my name is getting out there and I'm helping out promotions now. Um, not too long ago on August 20th, I was invited as media press to wrestling is now. And that's a brand new uh, wrestling company by the Maximo brothers. And then yep. next month I, you know, got booked to do podcast coverage for uh, goddesses of war, which is um, underneath uh, Italian championship wrestling. So, you know, out of everyone in my family, uh, you know, I have been consistently doing what I love to do because everyone in my family either just stopped, gave up, and they have the most miserable life uh, that they have. 
And they always told me that I should do something else. They always told me that I should get a regular nine to five job, but I am content doing wrestling, talking wrestling, helping out wrestlers. And that gives me like the biggest smile, the the warmest heart, even if I'm, you know, down mentally, because, you know, this is this is a really journey, man. It's up and downs. It's like you don't know what's uh, certain or uncertain. So sometimes you get into your own head and uh, knowing that I can help out wrestlers and talk to them and them telling me that, you know, I've helped them out, you know, that keeps me going. Um, the other thing that keeps me going is that I don't want to fail. I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to um, do something that I don't love, you know? So in the back yeah. of my mind, it's like, I got to keep putting out content. I got to keep doing this. I got to think of new ways of how to engage uh, the audience on social media, such as Twitter and Reddit and like maybe do a discord, maybe do something cool on Twitch with everybody. Like this is me doing this 24 seven, seven days a week sometimes um and <laughs> just and just loving it and trying to go to events and uh doing the travels and doing everything like it, it's a combination of a lot that keeps me going but the one common denominator is to know that um which i've said this in uh gabe sapolsky's uh twitter space um i i've never said it before and i said it in his uh twitter space and i'll say it here that my platform is used to help wrestlers, um, you know, on the marketing side, on the social media side. Um, that's what my newsletter is basically about, other than the writing, other than yep. me breaking down uh, the wrestling matches, is that when I do my interviews with wrestlers, I want to make sure that they have a platform. I want to make sure that they get over, because sometimes it could be a little, uh, like, suffocating is the wrong word but it could be a little tight on try to get your your word out there get you out there and i have that with my platform so it's a combination of everything that i love and everything that i say yeah it's a it's a it's a, a name you can trust essentially <laughs> with you like they can they can come to you and know that's going to be like you know i hate to use the term drama free but it's going to be a, oh, yeah. a, a place where they can you know be they're able to you know um, you know, you're able to give them uh, feedback, um, as well as you can, they can, you can take feedback from them, which is pretty awesome. And the other, the other thing too, is I wanted to ask you about, like, how do you, how do you juggle all those different things you do? Like all the different organizations you work with, um, all the different media outlets that you're, that you do, like, how does that, like, what is it, what does a day or a week in the life look like for Marie Shadows when, you know, when it's like kind of like game time with all these different uh, these different connections that you have and stuff like that. So I make sure to prioritize what needs to be done. Um, sometimes I may have to take like a mental break to be like, uh, write things down. When I write things down, it helps me so much. So I do know that um, this coming week, I have to get out more of my G1 coverage because I already explained why I had a little mental break uh, from the G1. And this is why we're yep. getting everything backed up. Um, so it's basically about me knowing what I want to do. As soon as I make the content, I put it up um, on my newsletter. It goes out to everybody's inboxes. So in my brain, it checks it off as you're good for the rest of the day. You could do whatever you want. So sometimes that's like, okay, let me turn on the stream and let me try to get in, you know, uh, my, my, my regular chatters, maybe yep. some new chatters. Uh, maybe some people can like 
throw me money so I could like travel to uh, certain places. Um, and then it's just networking at the end of the day um, on Twitter and stuff like that. So I'm on Twitter 24 seven, believe it or not, it's like my home. Um, and I just network with people. I talk to people. I make sure that, you know, my podcasting friends are good. You know, I check in on people. Um, I just try to balance everything. Um, this isn't like uh, one of those uh, things that you guys can like follow or whatever, but everyone is yep. different in their approach. So I just take things one, one day at a time and I just plan for like the next day. So like, um, you know, if I know that um, I have to write up um, like a new Japan thing, I'll, I'll get on that right away and send it out to people. But if it's like me recording a podcast, I could knock out like three of them in maybe one day. And then like post them all, schedule them, and then they're out. So my brain is tricked to be like, "All right, you're good. You can do whatever you want now." So yeah. Oh man, yeah, because you do like like just like you know just obviously we're like just following you and stuff like that. You like do literally like it seems like you do everything. You're doing like you're doing uh you know, live streams. You're doing the the spaces, the Twitter spaces <laughs> as well. You're doing you, you, like it, it's like. I always like wondered like what like how do you do it like how do you juggle all that stuff because we we talked about this before like plenty of times like podcasting is not easy it's 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 not it's it's hard you see how much coordination goes into it with like you know trying to get a time down um, yeah trying to get a start time trying to like you know make sure everyone's all set if there's no there's no cancellations that happen um, you know you know technical difficulties can arise and stuff like that like there's so much stuff that goes into it it's almost like having like another full-time job if you already have a job on top of that and say if you already have a family too so like like that's like if you so i'll ask you this so if you're you're someone that's you know you want to get into this you know podcasting what have you being a you know social media influencer what do you what would you say to that person um what would your advice be for that person out there that's you know thinking about doing it but you know is not too sure about it because there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes into it. So this is gonna be cliche. Just do it like I did, okay? But to uh, backtrack before even just you know just telling you just to do it. Yeah. Um, make sure that you are passionate about whatever it is that you want to talk about. Yes, everyone is going to say that, you know, the home market is saturated, that don't do this, don't do that. I've heard that, you know, even before I want to do podcasting, I've heard that anyway. And I was just like, eh, whatever, you know, I'm going to do it. I got upset at Hell in a Cell 2019 in October, which was the birth of my show. And bam, (laughs) I just went off. Okay. I did not know what I was doing and it's okay. If you don't know what you're doing, you could always reach out to people, ask some questions, do this. But the best tool to learn is hands on trial by error. And don't be afraid to experiment uh, because, you know, um, because people have this thing of like, here's your checklist. Make sure that you are within this box. Pick that box away and do whatever you want to do and and create however you want to create because you could be the first for something that obviously is going to get copied because everyone copies, but at least you'll be the first person to do it. So, you know, it just starts with having a passion. That's all it is. It starts with having a passion. You grow from there. You learn from others. You ask questions. Please make sure you ask questions because even though we say, there are no dumb questions, which sometimes there can be. Yep. 
Um, <laughs> you know, make sure you ask questions. Uh, make sure that, you know, you basically just love what you do. That's that, that's all I would have to say for that. Yeah, especially, you know, you're definitely right. You hit it right on the head, especially if you are, you know, passionate about whatever, whatever you're passionate about. Um, you know, you have that passion, like you said, just go, you know, just, you know, just for in terms hit record and, you know, just, just do it. Just, just go and do it. Cause especially like with something like this, like what I'm doing now, like there was like, you know, the first few episodes, like it was just like, what, like what the hell is it? Cause they've known Chick Foley for wrestling and figure collecting and, and all that stuff. So like me being on the show, they know me talking about wrestling and talking about, you know, buying and, you know, selling and collecting figures and stuff like that. And, you know, to hear a show like this, uh, not that my show is any special, but it's 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 a break from wrestling. Obviously, I'm going to have people that are in the wrestling community, but, you know, we're not going to talk about I'm not talking about like what happened on AEW Dynamite last night. I'm not talking about what happened on Monday Night Raw or or, you know, a Smackdown and stuff like that. I have these people on talking about like, you know, their processes, what they do, um, uh-huh. how they do their things and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's a, it's it's a it's a little off. It's a little jarring for if you're a straightforward, like you're expecting me to talk wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. It is a little mm-hmm. bit weird, but you know, I think people have caught on a little bit after, you know, the core listeners of the Chick-fil-A show are like, kind of like, yeah, it's skept- a little bit skeptical, but you know, like that's with anything that's, that's new and different and stuff like that. And, you know, I had Sheena on, she was talking about farming because she's a farmer. Oh. She does, <laughs> she does farming and stuff like that. And she used to be a, a um, uh, like a, a health and fitness coach. So we talked uh-huh. about that type of stuff. So like that, that's, that's the avenue I wanted to go down. Like what, like these, you know, these people, you see them, you know, every day on social media, yeah. what, what, you know, what motivates them? What's behind them? Why did they get into this? What, what are their stories? And that's, that's the type of show that I want to do. And, you know, I'm doing it now. So, I mean, and you, uh, you know, you're doing <laughs> great. You're doing great with it. I would like to say, though, that um, you did say that, you know, your show is anything special. And I was going to cut you off and I was going to be like, don't you dare say that because, you you know, you had the balls to be like, hey, come on my show. We're on episode three. Right. Yep. So, you know, if if you got to think of it this way, too, and this is uh, advice for people out there, if you put yourself down and your work down subconsciously yep. because it's not even yep. like you doing it intentionally, which I, I understand um, you're doing it subconsciously. Don't do it. <laughs> your show is special. Your voice yep. is special. Your mind is special because um, the way that I think Marco here doesn't think that. Exactly. Right. So yep. Like our thoughts are not the same, the same way that like, if you do end up doing a podcast or writing a blog, what you think and how you think may not be for like someone else who's reading it. Like no two thoughts are the, are the same, like, you know, maybe 90% of the time, yeah. but, don't, <laughs> but, 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 you know, don't put yourself down because I've had a wonderful time talking and answering these questions and making me think. Okay, because I always think in wrestling, I don't really think about um, motivations and inspirations from the internet wrestling community. So like these, so these questions are sort of like refreshing because now I have to be like maybe once in a while, maybe every like three to six months, I have to think about like you know how far I've come, you know. And thanks to these questions, it's sort of like I'm answering all these questions on on the fly 
because no one asks me these questions if yep. they ever get me on their podcast. So, sir, next time I'm on your podcast, please do not say that you, that this show is nothing special. <laughs> it is special, okay? Uh, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, a lot of people don't like the... Uh, like the self-deprecating humor type stuff, but you said you, you are right. And it, you know, there are, you know, there's power in words and there's power yeah. in what you speak. So you should always, you know, you know, whatever you put out in the, the universe or the ethers or however you want to say it, you definitely will get it back. Um, yes. Whether it be one fold, two fold or tenfold, doesn't matter. It definitely is going to come back. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like to think that this show is, you know, I know it's a definitely a special show, on the Chick Foley feed, because you know a lot of the stuff that we have, like I said, it's very you know niche. So it's like wrestling, it's figure collecting, it's you know it's video games, that type of stuff. But you know, th- with this show, like I said, I wanted it to be more of a conversation, and I kind of like you know took inspiration from like you know mm-hmm. uh, like Renee Paquette, like her show, um, yeah. like the session show, um, Chris Van v- Van Vliet, his show, like his yeah. conversations, and you know like. You know, Joe Rogan, like, I'm not going to do a three hour podcast. I'll tell you, <laughs> well, I'm not going to talk to somebody for three. I mean, if I could, I, mean, I would. I if I had the time, I definitely, I no, can. I definitely okay. would. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually going to be re- uh, doing another show, like, literally after this one. So, but I would oh, definitely, okay. I definitely do want to have you on again. Um, cause I want to, I do want to talk more about, like, about wrestling. But I'm okay. also going to, what I'm also going to do is I'm going to see if you can get on the, uh, the Turnbuckle Tavern debate show. Um, cause they have a debate oh, show man. that they, that they do every Monday, but they record it earlier in the week, but they just yeah, air yeah. it on, on Monday, but they have like, you know, you, you basically they'll come to, they'll have their own topics, topics, but then they have a topic that you can choose that you can bring there as well. And I think they need to have a, like a female voice on there, but huh. most importantly, and I think they need someone to, to kind of combat those AEW cause they're the, oh, so man, basically they're the AEW know. like flagship show for us anyway that they, they do all the reviews they you know talk storylines all that stuff but i think sometimes you need some pushback and i think you need yes i'm um, not man i yeah. am 100 down <laughs> pushbacking because i want to make sure that like you know what they think is also solid and i'll be like yep. all right I'll, I'll i'll agree with you but you know this is this is the this is the business you know yep you and, know. Every, and everyone needs pushback you know like it not not as like you know not in a trolling way just like you know yeah. you, need, you need to play de- i like to play devil's advocate on the yeah. show on the chick foley show like you know everyone will be you know for you know they oh i hate theory i hate theory this is horrible why are they doing this why are they pushing theory. And, and i'll and i'll come out and say hey like you know you ask for younger talent you ask right. for you ask for you know, new people to be pushed to be seen on right. tv all the time and now they present this to you and now you hate it because you don't like this person like what do you what do you we know we know the you know wrestling fans are fickle i'm, I'm yeah. the same way but you know it, it, it's one of those things where like you know you can you can't play uh, like I said, a devil's advocate and a lot in pretty much every scenario when it comes to wrestling, there's, there's always going to be someone that's going to be like one way on this, but then you can go, but this is, you can see it this way as well. Like you don't have to agree with me, but this is also yeah. an option, that type mm-hmm. of thing. And that's, that's what I like to bring sometimes to, uh, to the show, but I was on there a few times. I mean, they're a part of our, uh, the pod foundation. They're great guys. And I'm, I'm actually on their feed as well with their, with their WWE centric show. So yeah. but they're, they're great dudes. And, I, 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 I want to get, that's the other reason why I started the show too, is I wanted to get more, um, more people familiar with who I come across as well, um, yeah. in, in, you know, in social media and, you know, you know, introduce other, you know, they, there might be people that listen to, to, to Chick-fil-A that doesn't know about Marie Shadows and now they will. Now they'll, yeah. you know, now they'll, they'll follow you. They'll, they'll read your blogs and all that stuff. And, um, 
I, I think I think they'll become fans. I mean, I, I am. I'm, I'm definitely a fan, and you know I, that I already. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, and I appreciate everyone else that has been following me. But um, I hope they do because I know that like most of the AEW people have me on mute or have me blocked. <laughs> so I'm I'm already I'm already like oh whatever, dude. <laughs> oh man, but uh, the the other thing too is like I I you know I, I like to hear more um like women in in wrestling too like you know in commentary essentially as well so that's that's another reason why i started the show i think there's there needs to be more you know like an open forum um yeah the ladies out there uh, do have practice commentary that i need to update um because i wanted to do that for a while um but I haven't like really pushed for it, but um, I am currently happy doing what I'm doing right now. Eventually um, commentary will come, but yep. I'm just, I'm just happy doing what I'm doing now. Cause that's because if I add more on like trying to do commentary, it's going to be a little bit more on my plate, but I'm a little happier doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, you're still one of those voices out there. Um, you know, like I said, I consider you up there with, you know, with with Sheena and, and the Chick Foley show, like I think there's, like I said, I think there should be more women out there. Don't be afraid to step into the, you know, Twitter's probably not a <laughs> good starting ground because it, it's it's right now it's a little crazy because of all that's oh, going on with everything. But like you know, definitely get your voice out there. I mean, I, I, like I said, I want to see I want to see more. Like I said, more, just more women. Like you know, I have I have daughters. I have two little girls, and I want them. You know, I want them to see. You know that there are you know, women out there. I love when they watch, they watch wrestling with me. They see all these, you know, strong athletic women doing these things yeah. uh, that they're able to do. And I, I want the same thing for, you know, the wrestling community out there as for, you know, strong women with strong opinions, you know, yep. that, you know, that they'll listen to. And I said that, that that's one of the other reasons um, I wanted to start the show as well. I actually had that conversation with Sheena before I started. I was like, I was like, not only do I want to like, you know, showcase, you know, other social media, um, uh, people out there that I, that I come across with in the wrestling community, but I wanted, I want to bring more women on and interview more women in the wrestling realm. Um, cause they're, you know, yeah, like I said, you're doing everything. You're doing a lot yeah. more than I am. And I, I, you <laughs> know, I used, I used to love, write. I used to write for, uh, I used to write and do like, you know, reviews on pay-per-views and stuff like that. And kind of like, you know, give them the, to, to Sheena early before I started, before I was on the show and they would like yeah. post them and stuff like that. So like, I used to like, it, writing's hard. I just stopped doing it because I was like, I can't, I'm not, I can't be witty all the time with, <laughs> with writing. I feel like I have to be like, I have to come across funny all the time when I write, but, um, so I figure talking's a lot easier for me anyway, but, um, yeah, I think like, like I said, it's, it's like, I just want to say it's great to have, it was great to have you on the show. Like, this is awesome. Um, I definitely want to have you on again. We definitely, I mean, we definitely have to cross paths at some point. It doesn't have to be on my show. It could be anywhere. We could go on Twitch, do a live chat. We could go on Spaces. We could do an Instagram live. Doesn't matter. I definitely want to. Uh, definitely want to talk to you again, and you know, talk talk more wrestling. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Because you know, wrestling is my like go to thing where I could break it down and be like, this is why this wrestler did this, and you know, uh, that's what I do on uh Twitch when I watch New Japan, and um. I break it down for my community and I let them know like, you know, the importance things to remember about Bullet Club and like how dangerous they are on the outside or the things that Tama does or the things that Sonata does or the things that like Okada does. And, you know, I just break it down. Like I really do pause the, the video and I'm like, guys, listen up. 
this is if we're gonna go down this i yep. have something to say yep. <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh so i wanted I, i'm gonna start this with you because i haven't done this yet you know obviously this is early it's only the third episode i'm trying trying brand new things and stuff like that my last question so i'm gonna try this on you so okay there's a so you have a friend right relative family it doesn't matter they've never watched wrestling ever in their lives don't get it. Don't even know like what the big, what the big deal about it is. Right. You're tasked to show them one match. That's going to change their entire opinion on professional wrestling. What match do you choose and why? I don't like this question. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't. Um, I love it, but I don't like it. Okay. Um, Damn, automatically I was thinking of like um some type of WWE WWF um you know uh match to so to show them. Yep. Uh it could be any match. It doesn't have to be WWF. Yeah, I know. Um but see, but but the only reason why I would pick that is because if I go straight into New Japan, I'm just people are gonna be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, Sorry exactly. for saying, but yeah. <laughs> um but okay, but if I wanted to show them one from New Japan, I'll definitely show them one with like Will Ospreay. So like Will Ospreay versus Okada at the G1 um semifinal? No. Yeah. Uh yeah, final. Um I would definitely show them that because okay. that was really good. Um it's not a typical match. It's not uh, because I- I'm sorry, I have to break this down for like a tiny little bit. No, that's but, fine. Um, Go ahead. Okay. So usually um o- when Okada has his matches, the wrestler, the like his opponent follows Okada in the match. However, this was a little bit different. Um, sure, in the beginning, like Okada, I mean, o- Osprey was following Okada, but um, Osprey got like an advantage at one point, and then Okada started following him. But then later on, they did a bunch of like um, psychological flips along with te- uh, technique. So it's a damn good uh, match from start to finish. If you guys have not already watched it, so I would do that to introduce them to a little bit of everything. But if I had to choose one from like you know back in the day, it would have to be like. Um, uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair, any of those matches would be great, uh, just because of the um theatrics behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently watched uh Ricky Steamboat versus uh Tiger Mask, Tiger Mask at um All Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, when he went over there. Um, any uh Dustin uh Rhodes match, uh, for like him being the natural in, in WCW that doesn't get talked a lot. Yeah. Um, and then if I want to throw in some chaotic stuff, just to show them anything of uh like Stone Cold. All right, okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I have a list of like, you know, not like you know, new Japan matches, but like I would probably like for me, I would go like, you know, one of my go-to matches if someone was like, I don't get wrestling, but the like what the, what's the big deal? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh-huh. take them directly to uh, Halloween Havoc, Rey Mysterio, and uh, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yeah. Just, that, that, that just nice. so they can see. That's just kind of like a, a blueprint of like emotion, um, technical wrestling. They get into brawling a little bit on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, You could go with like, I mean, my other one, I would go Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, too, as well. That match was, I mean, that's an underrated match, but 
that that was a, that was like that was Bret Hart. Like that was literally everything. It was technical wrestling. It was brawling because obviously Roddy Piper's a brawler. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna be biased and probably give them a lot of Bret Hart matches. <laughs> um, that's only fine. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I would give them Bret Hart matches once they start like understanding. Yeah. Um, uh, wrestling because you know you don't really like like Brett is good I'll give him like all the credit in the world uh, that's just because like I'm so used to wrestling but like yep. you don't you don't ever you don't want to introduce your buddy to like the chain wrestling when it's like ninety yeah. percent of the match yeah <laughs> yeah Brett Hart, yeah Bret Hart's a little bit above yeah he's a he's he's like he's like a uh, he's like a college level course you have to start yeah, him off is. for like you know elementary school work their way up to junior high high school. Then I, no, you're right. You're right. Analogy, man. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, start off with like I don't know, Hogan Warrior, yep. maybe. Probably, Simple. yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe throw in some like you know Papa Shingo in there and Warrior and yeah, Macho right. Man and stuff. You know, I get you. I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, you can't you can't bring him to like the uh, like the Jake the Snake um, yeah. Macho Man level because that's like you know that's promos. That's a lot of psychological yeah. you know, type of stuff. So yeah, I mean, all right, okay, I get you. Especially, but, especially when like you know you do a headlock and then like a wrist lock, hammer lock, go back to yeah, a headlock, yeah. uh, snapmare, you know, fundamentals. Yeah, that's right. No, you're right. You're right. All right, I like I like your choices though. But uh, well, uh, you know what? We'll end it there. That's gonna be my. I'm gonna like I said. I'm gonna work on it. That's gonna be kind of be yeah. like my last question type of thing. But glad. I mean, you answered it. I mean, I, I kind of like. Stumped you on that one, but uh, yeah, you came through. <laughs> you came through with an answer, but uh, uh, why don't you go and uh, why don't you go plug everything because you have a lot of stuff. All right, cool. So this was fantastic. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, you know, again, uh, just reach out to me. I'll come back whenever you need me because uh, I always like helping out my buddies no matter what. Uh, so again, I am Marie Shadows. Uh, you can definitely follow me on Twitter at Marie underscore Shadows to know when I go live on twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore Shadows where I'll be watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. Tomorrow I will be live talking about AEW, so please don't miss that. And then also if you want to sign up to my newsletter where you get wrestling content, it doesn't matter what it is, uh, it could be New Japan news. It could be something about my life in the career of me trying to get signed by New Japan Pro Wrestling or just helping out um, wrestling companies in general or, you know, G1 coverage or wrestler or wrestler interviews. Head over to marieshadows.substack.com. Awesome. And uh, we'll end it there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll see you, see you next time on uh, Open Mic with the MVP. Later.